Welcome back. I'm Gary Parr. And I'm Beth Ellicott. You're listening to Fiber Talk, the twice-weekly podcast for needlework artists. This is the midweek show that we do between Sunday shows where we interview designers. And last Sunday, well, last Wednesday and last Sunday, we had uh, Jenny White from Lucky Jonquil. Please go back and watch, watch the Wednesday show because we get, we spent, that was going to be 15 minutes Oh uh, yeah, talking about her uh, thread drops and uh, bobbins and those kinds of things. I, was, I thought fifteen minutes that'll cover it. I, it was cool. It was cool. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, it was fun and yeah. lots of fun. And yep. and seeing how how to use those little bobbin things. Yep. Um, very neat. Yeah. So uh, check out uh, luckyjohnquill dot com for uh, just great ways of of storing thread. Uh, bobbins and uh, thread drops and um, bobbins uh, bobbins for um, pearl cotton really really some innovative thinking there I think so yes yep check her out uh, now tonight remember we're on our new schedule so podcast today no uh, stitch hour tonight and unfortunately there won't be a podcast or stitch hour next week because uh, we'll be enjoying our new granddaughter. So, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Got to be selfish. <laughs> Holding that baby. Yep. I did claim that uh, I would be happy to hold the baby after the diaper change. So, um, that, Well, that's very, very good of you. I think that's decent of me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then our, uh, you... our daughter mentioned that I would have to earn that by changing the diaper. Shut up, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> See, see, and there are some men that have a, a, a way with babies that they just calm them down. Are you one of those, you know, with the baby, the baby melts into you sort of thing? Uh, no, I think some, it depends. It depends. I remember with uh, Cooper and Connor uh, when they were babies holding them and sometimes, yeah. And then other times it was just a fight. So I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I, you know, I, in my defense, not opposed to changing the diapers uh, that, I mean, when, when we had our kids, the, the midnight, you know, the middle of the night feeding, uh, our routine was, I got up, changed the baby, changed the diaper, brought the baby back to bed for the breastfeeding and then put them back in bed and, uh, yeah, did my part. But, um, I don't know that I've changed maybe one or two of the grandkid diapers. I now pass did my yeah. share. Sorry. Did your did your duty? That's you're right. you're done. That's right. I'm out. I'm the grandparent. I get to have fun with them and leave. That's how that That's works. That's right. Right. Yep. And when they get big enough, you give them sugar, and then you send them home. with what yeah. my mom said. Oh yeah, That's yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. 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 Yep. So no, we'll be uh, spending time with the uh, granddaughter and and son and daughter in law, uh, yeah. and then riding my bike in the desert. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, lots of fun. Lots yep. of fun. So we will not have either one next week. Now, uh, a week for this this coming Sunday, we we need to do more of these shows. We recorded a show with Robin Robin Ann Rosignol, and I, when I got done, I even afterwards it was like we got to do more of these shows because she's not a designer, and we just talked about. Uh, needlework techniques and practices and colors and I, I was a that was a great conversation. It was, it was, and she she's got a lot of great ideas and you know things maybe I've heard before, but she kind of reminded me of them again. Um, 
yeah, it's it was fun. It was a great conversation. Yeah. So don't miss that. That's a good. That's a good one. Now she she does a lot, uh, primarily needlepoint though. She you know, when you actually get to talking to her, she does all kinds of techniques. But um, yeah, it's just uh, general practices. We really learned a lot and, and just had a great conversation. And then we've had people ask Margaret Hagen, who had uh, here a couple weeks ago, showed us those amazing samplers. And we've had people ask for her to come back. And uh, so I wrote to her, and she's more than willing to come back and show us a bunch more samplers because she has them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so March 15, that is confirmed now. March 15, the Stitch Hour. Margaret Hagen will be with us, and we'll get to drool over more of her work. So, um, Excellent. Yeah. And, 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 and make sure you have pencil and paper. I, I made the mistake that I didn't, so I really need to go back and rewatch it. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yep. And the Assampler website, holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that cost me a little bit. Oh, yeah. and, and Marguerite, the uh, lady who owns the sampler, she's going to do a show with us here in the near future. Excellent. Yeah, she uh, said she would do one after this sale, the sale that she just had, after she gets everything shipped out and taken care of, that she would record a show with us. Because I want to learn about her history and getting these samplers. And, uh, right. Yeah, so we're going to have her uh, join us coming up soon, which is exciting. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the sampler is a shop if you're interested in in uh samplers and samplers beyond standard schoolgirl crest cross stitch yeah right 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 that's what i would say it's it's not just just cross stitch it's um beautiful different stitches mhm gorgeous stuff yeah yeah when when they in the description when they list the stitches that are involved that tells you something right there mhm right right yep Oh, they're beautiful. I want my charts. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to see what you got. See, I, 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 re, I refrained. I refrained, at least so far. Yep. They're in the Canadian Postal Service. They'll get here. <laughs> They'll get here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, when we get back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. That, well, that, yeah, when we get back is exactly when I hope. Sometimes the... The Canadian Postal Service takes they not sometimes they always take their sweet time so um, yeah all right so Sharon Saunders wrote to us longtime listener supporter of the uh, of the Fiber Talk wrote to us and this this was this was interesting on several fronts so I'll just read what she said uh, the closest shops I had to me were the Inspired Needle and that's a sad sad tale about the Inspired Needle closing their shop in Lamont Illinois. Yes. And Welcome Stitchery, well, that Monica, that was used to be my shop. Monica's uh, retired, sold her shop, and that went into Wisconsin, I think, the lady who bought that. Uh, both were still a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me each way. So she has two close shops that are two-and-a-half hours away. Welcome to Best World. Um, yes. Now they're both gone. Buying supplies online for me is fine with patterns and threads, but for fabrics I find it hard. I'm getting older, and even with good lighting and a magnifier, I still need to purchase a fabric that has a more open weave. I also stitch in hand now, so I need the fabric to be pliable, not too stiff or too flimsy. I love working with a 36-count linen so I can use one strand of thread. I understand her pain because, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, you if you can't get to a shop, 
how do you know? Well, even for like color, you know, how do you know you like the color? Yeah. But I'm going to suggest if she knows she likes a count, a certain count of linen, like you like 36, find one you like. So find a brand, you know, um, people were commenting uh, and about that picture. This plus has a tighter weave, but maybe you like that. And that's, it has a nice feel to you. Then say, I'm going to get picture this plus I'm going to get it in these colors. Cause this is what I use and just stick with it. Just stick with one. Um, once you find the one you like, and I know that's the problem. Um, we like, um, we've been stitching on, it's called legacy, uh, linen and, um, Kathy Ray, um, used to, I don't know if she still has them at needle in a haystack has, um, ornament cuts of the 37 count legacy linen. And she has like an, uh, aesthetic white cloudburst, Russian tea cake and wild honey. And it's a beautiful linen to stitch on. Now it's not modeled. It's very solid colored. And I can't remember if it's, if that's, it's woven, the threads are dyed and then it's woven that way. My guess is yes, that it's not over dyed, but it's a nice weave. And I know, I think this is the stuff Jennifer used two threads of DMC on. Mm-hmm. And then I like stitching it with just one thread, one strand of, um, of the 103. And I uh, think it has nice coverage. Yeah. So, you know, but I'd find something like that. Find one you like and just stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that because I almost want to say that linen is, is kind of a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I, yeah, I have some here that, I have no idea why I bought them because um, I know I'll never use them. And then I have others where give me more. Um, but another thought I had, and this is unfair to a couple of shop owners, but uh, contact Kim at Sassy Jack's and ask her to send small pieces, you know, something she can just throw in an envelope of 36 count from different, brands different uh makers and and uh, dyers you know it's uh, many of them use the same base but then the dyeing process will change the the tightness could shrink uh, could leave it alone could make it more pliable make it stiffer you, you it's hard to say uh but ask for samples of two or three or four brands you know and obviously you you know 10 bucks or I, I don't know whatever whatever you get charged for it and then you can play with that especially if you're stitching in hand then you can stitch on that and see what you like but then if they're kind enough to do that then obviously that's where you buy your linen at least one order right. um but then yeah then like Beth said not only uh, stick with that brand but you know, buy a yard or two. If you have a couple of colors you like, buy a yard or two so you can use it, and you don't have to keep ordering. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and thinking about this made me think of a. I belong to a local guild. We meet face to face, but I'm wondering if it wouldn't be fun to ask people. You know, okay, so what's your favorite linen? Bring next time we have a meeting, bring a piece of your favorite linen. Um, count, color, whatever, so other people can see it. Yeah. 
um, what do you like working on? Mm -hmm. And, and because, um, I know if someone asked me, um, in my guild to, to bring my, um, portafet, which is on the 53 count sycamore seed pot, which is people are like, Oh, how do you see that? I would bring it so they could see it with lighting and my cheater glasses so they could see, yeah, it's not as bad as you think it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually quite fun to stitch on where some of the other higher count linens, I can't, they're a little too tight Yeah. for me. Um, so, but if you have a, someone who, you know, a guild you meet with other stitching friends, um, maybe they have something in their stash that they'll let you look at too. Right. And then you know where to go from there and say, okay, yeah, let me get, oh, I can, I need a yard of this. <laughs> Yeah, I had a crazy thought of saying to people, send me send me samples of linen and I'll send them to Sharon, but don't do that because <laughs> that oh, no. won't work. Oh, no. But yeah, I'd like oh. to help people out like this because it really is an issue, when, especially when, these days when so many people don't have shops nearby. And and to make a trip and to go and – you know, and that's the other part of it that is difficult is you can go to a shop – and for something like this, uh, choose a linen. And when you get home and sit down to stitch on it, it all it it what you saw in the shop doesn't always match up with your experience when you get home. You know, I mean, that's I have right. a I have a couple of half yards of of linen that it's like those looked really <laughs> great, but when I started stitching on them, no, thank you. And uh, it yeah, it's it's a tough thing. Um, but I, I would definitely see if you can get from uh, three or four different suppliers just just scraps that, uh, for instance, Kim might have from uh, cutting things. And uh, a lot of shops will have smaller pieces that they have out. You know, and if you are just doing some smalls, they'll have a series of smaller pieces that you can pick up. But uh, ask you know, ask for a few scraps in a mail, and then. Uh, try them. All right. I like this one and I like this one. All right. Then there you go. There's your answer. Uh, order up some linen and uh, bring in, you know, get a supply and then off you're running. So um, and, you know, we're, uh, don't send me linen, but we, we're certainly open if others have suggestions to help Sharon out. Because if one person asks, you know, it's the old, if one asked the question, there's 50 others who have the same question. But uh, she, she wants a, a 36 count. She wants a fairly open weave, and uh, she wants it to be pliable and not stiff or flimsy. So kind of right there in the middle. And, and that flimsy, you know, that one right there, man, I'll tell you, I've done, I've gotten some. There was an ornament somebody had, and they had a special linen for it. It was just the floppiest stuff. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't stitch on it. I couldn't get it tight yeah. enough to stitch. And, you know, I just wanted to soak it in starch. And, right. yeah, uh, oh, I know that feeling. Oh, man, I, I, didn't even do right. the, I didn't even do the ornament. I just, you know, too much hassle. Yeah. Right. And, and that's it, I think. And you have to know, and some people like that really, really soft, Yeah. Uh, you know, a feel of linen. So it, it, it's just a matter of personal preference. Yeah. Um, on what you like and what you like to stitch with. And even like we've had discussions about all the modeling on, on, um, fabric. Um, you know, do you like it blotchy or not? Well, you know what? I, 
I do like it. Some, some things blotchy. It depends on what I'm stitching. Um, and, and what you're going to put it on. Um, uh, a gal from our guild, um, stitched it's, oh goodness. I can't remember the name of the pattern, but it was a Halloween. I think it was the book of spells. I don't think you can get it anymore. I think it's not a print, but she put it on this bright orange fabric with black letter, black thread. And it was fantastic. It was just the perfect linen for that piece. And would you normally, she, I don't think she would have normally picked that up for anything else, but it just worked for that piece. Yeah. So it kind of depends on, on what you're stitching, what right. you like. Yeah. And see, now I'm at the other end. I, I really have no interest in modeled anything. I just don't care for them. I want solid colors. I don't want to feel like there's any chance that uh, the modeling will conflict with the thread. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty, I don't even own, yeah, I don't own any, any modeled or patterned linen at all. It's all solid colors, but that's, you know, that's me, you know, there's the personal thing. I just don't want to deal with it. And uh, it doesn't appeal to me other than that gingerbread linen you got from be stitch me. Oh, Yes. I, I got to have a piece of that solid stuff. I got to contact her because that in that color solid, holy smokes, that's beautiful. Wow. It is. It is. It's a gorgeous color. And I, I don't think it is modeled. Um, and I think there was a piece that was less modeled, but I wanted the 40 count. So I took this with that was more modeled. And I can see, I have an idea for this one. Okay. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to, I've got to pull charts and threads and like, I need to start something new. You know, I don't have enough projects right, started right. at this point in time, okay. but yeah, it's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous color. She nailed that color. Yep. No, I, mm -hmm. I, I got to contact mm -hmm. her and see if she'll do, I need a half yard. I don't need get that. Yeah. You know, we throw around that word need. Give me a break. Um, I would desire a half yard of that gingerbread color solid because that is, oh man, that is gorgeous. Yep. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful color. And she had just just a whole stack just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and that and I so I understand Sharon's issue before we had um, be stitch me open here locally. There was nothing I could not go and look at fabric. You were just you were looking at a monitor and you're thinking, yeah, I, I guess I like that. And I had bought linen that I, I was like. Oh, that wasn't exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, but that I, I'll use it eventually, but it's like, okay, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Cause there's more to it. So like if all right, you have a, you have some DMC thread, some pearl cotton, maybe a couple of over dyes from whoever the over dyed people are. You can you can have that in your, your leftover from other projects. You know what that thread is. Mm -hmm. You know what DMC cotton stitches like, feels like, uh, Cosmo, right. you know, whatever. You know what that is. But linen, the, the, it isn't just the color. It isn't just the, the hand, you know, the flimsiness. And it isn't just the weave. It's the whole thing. Right. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's more to it than, than just, um, yeah, I sympathize with her. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and let's be honest, it's easier to buy, uh, a skein of 
of a thread color, it's not as expensive as buying right. a hunk of linen too. Yes. Yep. And easier to store. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. Speaking of Cosmo thread. Now when I, this whole, uh, um, thread drop thing from uh, Jenny at, Je at Lucky Jonquil. <laughs> you talk about, you talk about just, I don't know. I don't know that was a waste of time because I had fun doing it. But uh, so I bought these um, swatch thread drops from uh, Jenny. And for those who don't know, they're acrylic drops, thread drops that have a little uh, grid uh, cut into them so that you can stitch the thread that's going on the drop. So you could just do cross stitch or basket weave or whatever. And so you have this thread drop that has a hole for the, for the threads from the skein, a hole for the ones where you've pulled strands. And then at the top is a above a place to write the number and the, you know, what thread it is. There's this grid. So you can stitch the thread and th there's some legitimate function to that. But for me, it was just fun. Because I saw that and I thought, all right, this is this could be fun. I'm going to get out the stitch books and I'm going to do different stitches on this little grid. And I did a couple, three, and all right, you know, I'm over it. So I marked up the rest of them because there were 21 colors, uh, put the floss in there, put it on a ring. All right, I'm done. And then I come back a couple days later and I do a few more. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of a kick because I had the books right. out. And so I was you know, just pulling out stitches, different stitches and, and stitches, you know, will this fit? So it was a fun to decide, will this fit or will I have to compensate so much? It's pointless because um, you don't have, <laughs> it's not like you, you don't have very many holes. It's like five by nine or something. I don't know what it was, but I, so I had fun fitting the stitches in. And so, so I ended up, I did a few more and pretty soon. I only had seven or eight to go. I might as well do the rest of them. So I spent the better part of a weekend just stitching up these these silly thread drops. But I had I had a great time doing it, and it was fun to just go through the stitch books and pick out stitches. and And there was there was one point where there was a um, a demo, it showed in the book how you could do this stitch, and then in between the stitches you could use another color to put like an accent X or something. Right. I almost started doing that. And that's when I just smacked myself upside the head. Stop it. This is a thread drop. Cause I, cause I, I started thinking, all right, what am I going to use for this second color? It's like, no, what are you idiot. What are you doing? So yeah, I, that was, that was the, almost the point too far. It's like you start designing thread colors on a thread drop. You're out of control. So, um, so did you like stitching with the, did you put cost? There were some cosmos in there. Right? Oh yeah. That was my point. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for my bringing me back to my point. I had done a little monkeying with Cosmo thread and uh, we're both members of the uh, Sassy Jack Stitchery Cosmo thread club. So I have a bunch of it. Yes. Wow. That's mm -hmm. lovely. Isn't it nice? Holy yeah. smokes. I can't, I, I actually can't wait now to get going on Botany Bay just to use that. That is wonderful thread. There's a smoothness yeah. to that that I don't think DMC has. Yeah, it's oh. it was it's pretty. I used it for a baby sampler. I said, "Oh, Kim, kit this up in in Cosmos for me because I want to try it." Yeah, and and she did. And I think it was Russian tea cake that I stitched it on, and it oh, it was gorgeous. Wow! Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's the uh, Botany Bay. Uh, Kim uh, specked that in Cosmo colors for me. Oh, nice. And so the majority, I think there's maybe six DMC colors where there really wasn't a good conversion for Cosmo. And the rest are all Cosmo threads. Oh, that's so nice. It's a wonderful thread. Yeah. 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 Why has it been hiding in quilt shops all these years? I don't know. I think it's because <laughs> they don't, you know, they just don't think about cross-stitchers. I don't know. Man, what are know. they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then I think it's, was it Trish Burr? Oh, I can't remember. Somebody was, they said that the Cosmos fill out the range in the DMC. So oh. if you're doing thread painting, so DMC, you know, you might have you know, five greens. Um, Cosmos will fill some of those out. So if you need oh. seven greens, and if you've ever done something where you've really changed up the colors, like I did a a group correspondence class, I think it was through ANG where you did shading. And she said, you can't, don't just pick any color. You have to pick something that has six to seven colors, shades of that same color. Uh-huh. So you were really limited. Like I couldn't do a red. There weren't enough DMC reds shaded uh-huh. in that same family range for what I needed. It went to, maybe it got too light and turned pink on me. And I was like, I didn't like it. So I, I know I used blue for that because it had I had extra, uh, but Cosmos fills those in, has a lot of those filled in, and I'd love to get that chart where it was the um, you have the DMC and the Cosmos thread and where they blend together. Hmm. And so you could do yeah. the thread painting with it. Yeah. Well, I started to look. I didn't finish the job, but I started to look for a um, Cosmo color chart that was made up of threads. And I found mm-hmm. one that was like 80 bucks, and I don't think so. Um, but I wouldn't mind having that chart. I didn't. Yeah, that's news to me. I didn't know that that did a nice job of filling in the range yes. with DMC. See, that's uh, that's powerful. Yes. And so so then, you know, it would be worthwhile to have the color chart. Right. If you were going to do some sort of thread painting, because then you'd really be able to pick your colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the re- and the reason, because uh, I, I sent to you and Cindy and Jennifer, I, I tripped over it. That was part of my research. Tripped over a um, a conversion chart, DMC to to uh, Cosmo. Mm-hmm. And but but that was. Uh, that was part of me looking for the color chart with actual threads because uh, now Kim was kind enough to, for Botany Bay to do the conversion for me, but that thread is so nice that uh, I I think I'm going to make an effort to use it more often in some of these samplers and right. just find the conversions and that, you know, that uh, the thread club from Sassy Jacks, I've got, I don't. I don't think we have them all yet, do we? But, I don't think so. Oh yeah. no, no, no. We don't have them all. Yeah. Because she's there's quite a few. Right. And yeah, and I have the um, the variegated, which I know you don't like the variegated, right. but some of those variegations are really nice. Mm-hmm. And I threw, I think I threw one or two in for Botany Bay. 
Oh, did you? To play with. Mm. So that way, so some of the, like, I think their leaves or vines or something, I thought, oh, I could, ha-, you know, then I can use this variegated there. Mm-hmm. And that would work. <laughs> <laughs> if I just had time to stitch. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting, I was because uh, I was going through... Um, Oh, I know what I was doing for the Botany Bay. I thought, well, I'm going to go through all my thread club bags and see if which uh, where I have duplicates so that I and pull those skeins out so I know I have extra skein of uh, Cosmo for those colors because I know mm-hmm. I have I'm pretty safe with uh, DMC. I don't have all the colors, but I have a nice collection. Um so I, I went through that and um in in there had slipped a variegated one. Oh, and it, yeah, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it because it just, you know, I'll pass. But I think that was Kim trying to tempt me into joining the variegated <laughs> club, too. That was, you know, marketing with gorilla marketing by Kim. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Gary. Good Throw job, it in, see if he'll do he'll do the other club. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, Kim. Good idea. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is gorgeous thread. I mean, like, not making this up. I mean, it really surprised me. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. It's nice. Me. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice. So I gotta yeah. just I gotta find a, a thread chart that isn't eighty bucks. I just struggle to spend eighty bucks on a thread chart. I know, I know, and I know DMCs. Was, I think theirs went to four, it was like forty five for the real thread chart. Yeah. And then, so they're they're not inexpensive. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I'll pay that. I'll pay that, but. Um, 80. Ugh. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You'd have still. to be using a lot of, a, a lot of cosmos. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think we're going to be making the effort to use that more often. Cause it's just lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Check it out. Yeah. Get in that thread club. That's, I forget what, what it costs for each time, but, um, that's sassy Jack stitchery. It's a, that's a good one. It's a good way to build up your colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And try a new thread. Yep. Why not? Always fun. Why not? Always well, and, and especially now it, it, with that enlightenment that it fills in the range uh, in several places for DMC, that's mm-hmm. that's an extra, extra thing. Yeah. Yeah. A nice bonus. Yep. So nice um, bonus. interested now in uh, uh, we're going to do this uh, Stitcher to Stitcher show, series of shows where uh, we're just uh, we just want to do uh, talk to regular stitchers. And, and as opposed to designers, and this is not in place of our normal Sunday designer shows, not at all, um, uh, an extra thing. So if you're interested in doing that, we're go- I, I've been back and forth. Beth and I talked about it, and I didn't talk with you about it, but we're, we're going to do video uh, so that people can show what you know, show maybe their favorite project or whatever it is. But we'll we'll do video. We'll just do it. You, you won't have to do anything. All you got to do is show up. We'll send you four or five questions that will frame the conversation. 15 to 20 minute show. Uh, you All you have to do is use a camera from your phone or your tablet and have uh, earbuds with a microphone on them. That's really all you need. And uh, we'll take care of everything on this end. I'll send you a link. You come into a piece of software, the software that we use for the live shows. And so... So if you want to, if you're interested in doing these Stitcher to Stitcher conversations with us, send me an email, Gary at wetalkfiber.com, and uh, and we'll we'll set it up. We're going to start in March, uh, doing these things, and we'll set it up, 
but it, yeah, it's not like you have to do a bunch of prep to do a show. We'll, we'll, believe me, we'll take care of all the legwork. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's and it's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It, it's it's a great way to meet new stitchers. Um, I like meeting new people, so it's this will yeah. be great. Yeah. See what other people are stitching. A lot of fun. Don't care what your technique is. If you're a no. cross stitcher, a needle pointer, gold work, black work, white work, don't care. Mm-hmm. Nope. We want to learn. see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Gary, we talk fiber.com to say, um, I'm interested. Right. That, and, uh, and, and, and those across, uh, that aren't in the U S it doesn't matter too. Cause we can, we can work around your time schedule too. Yep. Since we're recording it. It's, uh, yeah. Yep. Sharon Bruce. <laughs> yeah. We'll just put that out there. See if she'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's always finishing something. She's a machine. I'm. Yeah. I, I, I swear she has you know, the old electric needle thing. She is. She cranks them out like a machine. Yeah, and she fully finishes them too. That's I know. The other That's thing. the other part. Just to rub it into everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> See, I might stitch it, but then it just lives in my project pile for a long time. Yeah, she. Yeah, she does that extra little rub. Like, yeah, and I finished it too. <laughs> and it's hanging on my wall. Look, here I've got it on my mantle. I'm like, yeah. Yep. You yeah. live closer. <laughs> yep yeah and it, 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 it looks professionally done every time I mean, it's not yes. some shoddy finishing throw it together so it'll hang on a wall no. it's beautifully done every time everything is perfect it's just yeah right right yeah. right, right. We, we want to talk to you sharon mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to have a little bit more of a discussion yeah yeah so uh yeah. so if you're interested in doing that uh write to us and we're going to get started in March. I don't know how frequently we're going to do them. It's not like going to be like a weekly thing. Um, but, um, you know, so we'll release them. I'll put a section on the uh, Fiber Talk website for those so you can go look at them. And then, of course, they'll be in the um, on the YouTube channel. So um, looking forward to doing this. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. I wanted to talk about, I've been, okay, I'm working on this Sarah Parr sampler on a mission to get this finished. Okay. All right. And so I, it's just second nature to me, but every time I come to a motif, I spend 10 or 15 minutes figuring out how I'm going to tackle this motif. You know, what stitch path am I going to use? Where am I going to start? How am I going to stitch? If it's you know, a flower pot, how am I going to stitch the various branches? Uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time doing that. And so the question I have is, do you do the same thing or how do you approach those things? So I don't spend a lot of time. I do look at them. So I realized um, I'm working on Blue Larkspur by Avlia. And I like to finish one color generally. So if I'm using the dark green, I want to try to do most of the dark green on the piece and fill in all those spots. And this, I think that was my struggle with this is trying to find all those. So if, when I find a motif, I do think, okay, so how much of it is this color? And how am I going to get all that one color in so I can move to the next color on that piece? Okay, wait, so wait, 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 wait. Back, back up, back up here. 
So then, no matter no matter where it is in a reasonable area on the linen, mm-hmm. you will stitch that color, and so you'll have gaps where another color goes. I try not. That's the thing. I don't like, even though it's counted work. I don't like to count. I found I like to have something placed so it's easier. I don't want to do a huge amount of counting between motifs. Okay. If that makes sense. So um, this piece has uh, um, these little red flowers going around the border. And I thought, oh, they're not too bad. I'll, I'll put those in. Well, I kept miscounting them. Yes. Where they went. So I had to go back and I, I put the little red flower in. Then I'd have to carefully count and put the little blue flower, blue little squiggly line in, put the next red, put the blue. But I haven't, it's got these a fill-in with a, a paler green. I'm not doing that yet because that'll be easy. I can just go back and fill that in. Um, I, I try to fill in all of one color until I get to a point where I have to do a huge counting. So if it's over three to four away, I go, it's too much. I go to the next color. Okay, because that's why I asked. Because so, you can get yourself into a miscount mess. Right. So no. so you, you say three or four stitches away, uh, if I can start to keep that color going, I'll do it. After that, I need to end it off and start anew in the proper spot. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's, it's just, it's too easy for me to miscount. And yeah. some people don't have a problem. You know, they use... They're counting pins. They don't miscount as much as I do, I guess. But I miscount and end up ripping, and then I'm, I'm mad. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like, see, ah. and that's why I wanted to explore this because, because exactly that is it's real easy. Like if you just have to go four stitches to the left or the right or up or down, that's one thing. But if you have to go three stitches to the right and four stitches down, you can get yourself messed up. Right. And, and yeah, and then everything's all out of whack. And then, yeah, then you got to pull the whole thing out because you never discover that you've miscounted till you have the motif almost done. Right. Ever. And, <laughs> and, 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 and if it, for me, if I can get things to work and it's still, everything fits in, I might leave it. Hmm. Except I found I couldn't leave it on this piece because it was, um, the piece was no longer square. It uh. was and it had to come out. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And it motifs wouldn't fit in because I miscounted. Uh-huh. Oh, I was mad. Yeah. That's why this was this was in timeout for quite a while. But anyway, <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, I think you know, you have to think about where you're going next. Um, you don't just at yeah. least I don't just say, Oh yeah, just pull out this color and go. Yeah. See, that's where I, yeah, I sit down like, like I've, I've now got to this point in the sampler where I'm coming up to a large motif. It's a a big vase with several stripes and some flowers and some branching, blah, blah, blah. And so then it's, and of course for me, what is your starting point in relation to the previous motif, you know, counting over down, where are you going to start what is the closest point so you minimize the miscounting so you don't get your spacing off? 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to me, that kind of dictates where I'm going to start. All right, well, that that may be where I'll start, but I may use that to establish where the the motif is going to go, but I may not finish there. But it, so, yeah, I, I just take a lot. I probably take too much time just figuring out how I'm going to approach that. But then right. I and, I don't try to do all one color, so. Okay, so do you pick the color that has the most or the color that is closest to the next motif, or how do you do that? Uh, I don't base it on color. I base it on uh, what I'm going to stitch that will keep continuity and minimize counting errors. So, for instance, this one now, the, the nearest, nearest to the previous motif is a flower. So I figure out, all right, that's where it starts. So then I'll stitch enough of that flower and then the stem that gets me back to the core of the flowers coming out of this vase. All right, and then then I'll figure out a path from there. And And I try to do all the straggly stuff where you might have just one row of X's or a row out and a row back. I try to get all that straggly stuff done and get back to the main vase, which is a lot of rows of just solid stitching. But I'm also looking at starting and stopping threads. And, you know, where 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 am I going to end off a thread? Because I try to end off on the front. So I'll do a pin stitch to start. And then I'll try to end off on the front. So I'm not flipping the thing over all the time. So where am I going to try and end off? that I have a row of X's that I can run that thread under so you can't see it. And yeah, that's, maybe I just overthink it, but I, I try to go through all those things. So I have a plan of attack. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's good, especially if it's a, a larger motif with maybe a lot of colors too, because if it, if not, you, you might get to a spot and you're like, Oh rats, I forgot that little yeah. bit there and i should have i should have worked on that yeah um hmm. but yeah i think i think that thinking it look looking at it a little bit and, and making a little bit of a plan is helpful um especially if it's a complicated motif the more complicated it is the more likely i'm in to sit and look at it for a while and 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 plan than just you know jump in and say oh Let's just use this color. <laughs> Let's just go. Yeah. Who wants to think about it? Let's just start stitching. Because then I get myself in a corner and I'm like, oh, rats. I well, just see, spent yeah, three I, minutes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people do that. I wonder if, I mean, that's a legitimate approach. You know, I'm, I'm just going to start stitching here and just work my way through it. Right. Uh, no matter what comes up. And see, I, I, I sure like to know. Because uh, I, after a while, anybody can judge you know length of a length of thread about how how far you're going to be able to go with it, and without playing thread chicken. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like I need to maybe I, I, I sometimes I think I overthink these things, but then uh, when I approach these, then I'm at least comfortable in knowing where I'm headed with it. So I don't know. Right, right, and and you don't. I don't know. Don't. It's not a waste of time if you're um, if it helps you plan your stitching. You know, yeah. I don't know. And I, yeah, I hate rip, ripping out, especially ripping out single strand silk on forty count linen. Ugh. 
Oh yeah, the silk moray. Yeah, that. Yeah, and, that, and that's what we're using on this one. Yeah, yeah. We won't even mention the silk moray stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I like cranic stuff, but I'll tell you, I will never, <laughs> I will never use silk moray. I, I will go out of my way. Um, yeah, but I mean, this, I got to finish this thing. So, right, right. Um, Right. Yeah. And, and, and you're so close to being done. Yeah. So, so do you have an urge now to get that completed since you're so close to getting it done? Is it, is it becoming more of an urgency? Yeah. To finish it? Yeah. We're, we're past that point. We reached that point where I can okay. see the end. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. We've reached that point and now it's like, get after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, it was it was ten o'clock. I hadn't stitched because working on our remodeling our half bath. And, but I mean, I was driven because I want this thing done. And so, I mean, I sat down for an hour and pounded my way through uh, a bunch of stitches because I'm yeah, I'm I'm staying after it. Yep. yep. Right. Right. And, and and it's kind of a nice feeling when you get to that point where you're like so, so close yep. that you can see the end. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it is a process. I like I like stitching things, but there comes a point in the time in the project where you're just like, OK, I am so <laughs> close. I just need to concentrate on this one piece for just a little bit and it'll get done. Yep. And it'll get done. Yep. One more uh, uh, this this vase and then one more big band, but it's fairly open, and mm. uh, and we'll have it. Yep. Excellent. Yep. And I'm bringing. All right, here's another one. I'm bringing the this one. Normally, I try to stitch the entire border, and hope you know, hope it meets up. This one, I for whatever reason, I'm bringing the border with me. I may regret mm. it, and I'll probably I'll you know whatever I'll modify at the end to make it work, but. Um, so do you, do you stitch the whole board or you bring it with you as you work? I, I generally bring it with me because, um, and just pray it works out <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it, and it didn't on like the Sivlia piece, it didn't. And uh-huh. I, I realized this piece was too symmetrical. I needed to make sure that it worked. And when it, so I stopped what I was doing and checked and that's when i found out my huge mistake and i had to go and do a bunch of ripping and fix it uh-huh so normally i just stitches stitch the border as i go and i haven't done a lot of big samplers that have those like those flowery borders on them i've not done those um a lot of them I'm trying to think so but yeah normally i just stitch i just say oh we're just going to do a little bit and go. Yeah. I know okay. that's what I did with um, the Rosewood Manor Spring Hill. Mm-hmm. I just kept going down. Kept <laughs> and, it, moving and it down. worked out. So. But sometimes it doesn't meet and then you're, then you got to do a little fudging. Yeah. And that's the other thing with, um, with borders in those reproduction samplers is those young ladies didn't always use consistent stitching all the way around. So <laughs> you get some of those borders and there's five, five X's, five, four X's, five X's, four X's, three X's. Oops. And, you know, and good, good designers, good reproduction designers will indicate that, you know, no, this is, this isn't following the pattern. Cause it's really easy to get into that, uh, 
rhythm and um yeah then that one throws you off all the way at the bottom so yeah yeah at least yeah. with a with a, an original sampler with a border you know that uh, it's consistent all the way around so you can go for it yeah right right yeah that's the uh, and 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 i don't mind um fudging a little bit if i can get it to work in so yeah I'm, i don't have to have it exactly perfect but I, I used to I used to get worked up and tear out and figure out where it was and especially on those bigger ones anymore if it doesn't match up just just go put in a couple extras or take one out whatever <laughs> <laughs> if somebody Stop studies it that work. close I'll just smack them upside the head so yeah mm-hmm. yeah whatever mm-hmm. just make right. it work make it square up but you're right with things like the Avlia ones where it's supposed to be a square or a precise rectangle or it's a, and a lot of her stuff is an outside border on a piece. So you can set a flower pot in the middle. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make sure that comes out. Right. Right. Cause if it doesn't, it, you're going to notice, you're going to yep. notice wonky. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's the yeah. way that goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think we're going to call it right here. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, you go back to, uh, Doing your bathroom remodel. Yeah. <laughs> I have to find the end. I have to get to that point with the bathroom remodel that I am with the, with the sampler. Where right. It, but the dominoes keep falling down on me, you know. it's Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like any house project. That's yeah. what happens. It's like, darn it. I Just when I thought I had everybody in line and we were going to finish up. No. No, you don't nope. get to do that. Nope. No. 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 Yep. So, uh, okay. Stitcher to Stitcher series. If you're interested, uh, send us, uh, send me an email and we'll get going on that. We'll get you on the list. Uh, Robin Rosignol this, uh, Sunday. Fascinating. If you have questions or comments on that, uh, fire them at us because, uh, that's one where there's definitely a place for feedback or more topics. Cause, uh, we are definitely up for doing another show like that. So if there's other topics you want to, um, have addressed, Fire Mattis. Yes, absolutely. Yep. All right, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. All right, bye. Bye.